0: What's up, fellow people? Oh. He's gone. Mikey ditched me, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, he he accidentally flipped screens. It was his fault. He, I Accidentally flipped screens. He he Whoa, just he, no he went on. To, the be deep,
1: fair, to be fair, to be fair, I flipped it to the he, screen that doesn't have a camera. But he so, but he
0: still but, he still did it.
2: So he he well, tried to flip yeah. to me, but I wasn't you know there.
0: Boom! No, i was in the middle. It of, was out in of instinct. Here. <clears throat> so good morning, guys! Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Maz Doug, you got Mike Doug, nope. you got Elijah D. Uh, Elijah D. Elijah D. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you were going. Yeah, this morning has been quite the eventful morning for all. Oh my goodness, it's been good, bro. Same here. It's been what? good. Yeah, all of us. All of us are just they're kind of you know the thing you guys yeah. know so subscribe <laughs> help us this is where we, we need we, you we, we, we flip the boat and go not that because you're not subscribing we're
2: <laughs> we're sinking <laughs>
0: <laughs> our lives are, falling our lives are in shambles because Sorry. you won't subscribe <laughs> there's nothing like a good guilt trip <laughs> I may even turn this into a little asking pitch. I don't know. Do it. knows? game on. What Let's what go. You know. But here it is. So, guys, this morning we had a really good podcast. Again, go go to Rumble, uh, all that stuff, Bitchute, shoot. We're on there too. Uh, it, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. YouTube. I mean, we're growing. It's good. It's good. It's the, steady growth, the, but it's growth. Insta twits and the facey spaces. That's it. What I'm saying. See? <laughs> <It's the twit.
2: laughs> he's our social media guy.
0: <laughs> Knows all about
2: Sign, sign in to our Tubies, <laughs> or our Youtubes, whatever. You know, we got sites somewhere, everywhere. I love
0: how my mom says YouTube when I call her. She goes, I, "Have you seen?" She, she says it in Spanish. Has visto el YouTube." <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> have you gone to YouTube? No, no B, no B. <laughs> Maybe we should buy that website, YouTube. <laughs> Walmart. That's Walmart. <laughs> it's awesome. I love my mama. Is your mom does your mom watch us, listen to us, or just your dad? Nah, she thinks I'm just boring. Your dad.
2: <laughs> <Are> you serious? <laughs> she does watch.
0: No, she watches, and so does dad. Um, I think it's because your cool. dad comments, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, my mom's not a social media person, she's not yeah. a savvy person, but she'll sit and watch with my dad and like because I preach or whatever. So right. she's all about anyway. I don't even know why we're talking about this, but we're talking today about mariage. Mariage. marriage, marriage marriage, fragile. Marriage. I knew I, as I was <laughs> writing it, I was like, "Somebody's
2: <laughs> gonna make it. Somebody's gonna as, make that as, joke."
0: Oh, guys, forget. See, don't
2: forget. Don't forget. Make America constitutional. But good. they're
0: new. They're the trucker ones. They're the they good the, ones. They got the snap pack. See how big my head is.
2: <laughs> so yesterday, or, or last podcast, he puts it on before yeah. he. It's like. My head's too big. It's <laughs> like clicks it all the oh, way man. out. It's still tight.
0: <laughs> so God made me.
2: <laughs> Anywho's <laughs> here we are. We're talking about
0: marriage this morning. Um, and So marriage has been this topic, I think, that a lot of people avoid, especially divorce. We avoid yeah. this topic. Now, yesterday when I was preaching, I was talking about divorce a little bit. And, and maybe like looking back. I wish I had talked about marriage, not divorce. I would have talked about right to be a little more encouraging. The problem is even when you try to be encouraging, people take that as it's okay for you to get divorced. It's okay for you to do these things. Now, I'm not saying in every case that divorce is wrong. I'm not saying I I know there's causes for, for for divorce, adultery, such and such. And there are some people who take it to extremes, you know, even if there's. Uh, uh, physical abuse. you got to stay with them because the Bible only says adultery. It's like, no, did you commit adultery by not keeping to your oath? God said that about the children of Israel in the Old Testament all the time. You're committing adultery. You're going a whoring after other gods against right, me. Right. So, you know, there is that gray line, too, that that I don't want to say gray. I, there's that fine line, too, that, okay, I see that this man don't want to change or this woman don't want to change. and Abuse happens on both sides, okay? Like, it just, it does. It does, um, and so- it
2: very underreported when a woman hits a man. Sure. And I'm not. Look, if you're. If you didn't anyways, see me last week. <laughs> if you're going to swing, you better step in
1: the ring. Let's go. Um. <laughs> Marriage advice 101. <laughs> These hands are rated e for everyone <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right now we've got people going, oh my
0: heavens, I can't believe they're joking. I, I, are you serious? are you serious so right now? people are
2: dealing with this People actually go through this yes I know <laughs>
0: you know God actually wants to heal that too and right. so like there's 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 a lot to talk about when it comes to marriage and and you know I, we th- you he usually sets up all the podcast topics and he's I do sometimes but like he's usually Hey, let's address this. Let's talk about that. Let's do this. And this one was like, okay, I kind of like that. You know, so, so, no, I'm serious. Like, this one, I like. The other <laughs> ones suck. Everything else, trash. This one, I like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, precisely. So,
2: <laughs> I, I, before we get into it, I do want to say, I was, I thought about calling you yesterday and saying, bro, that sermon nailed it. Like, and I want you to know that, like, it's, you, you did so well in hitting these things that are kind of like unspoken elephant oh, in yeah. the room type stuff. And I was I was so glad that you didn't shy away from the divorce stuff. And, yeah, and I was Melissa, close. I I wondered if you were going
1: to. I, I was clo-
0: And I'll tell you why I was close, because people it's not because I'm afraid of the truth. Right. Come on, dude. Y'all know. I mean, I travel all over the place. That subject is so sticky. Yes. Because of what's been tolerated and because of what's been misquoted about divorces, about scriptures talking about divorce, about how legalistic it's become and, and, and you know, people become judgmental. One thing when you talk about sin, right, you don't want to be the one in judgment. You want to be the one who's giving rebuke. Uh, what did I say yesterday? Oh, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and in righteousness. So Reproof means to point out the error. Correction is to correct, help them correct, and, and put them on the straight and narrow, and then exhort them. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 elevate, you 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 push them to it. You 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 admonish them. You bring them up, right? And I fear a lot of ministries don't do that. They'll point the finger, point the finger, point the finger, and shut it off. Everybody yeah. else is wrong. I'm right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I don't want to do that. I I, I didn't want to do that when it, when it concerned divorce. But there are clear things about divorce we don't talk about. Yeah. Right. So I didn't. I almost didn't because that's such a weird topic. At the same time, I was like, "Hey, Todd, I'm going to hit this." I was like, what do, you, "What do you say?" He you... said, "Do it." You know, yeah. he's like, "You're you're, you're going to catch catch a little heat because there's some people going through divorce in our in our, in our congregation." I was like, "But if it's personal, then it's wrong. Right. If it's scriptural, then what do we do?" And you know?
2: we have to stop and pause and say, "Okay, if people get super offended by this and they're going through that situation, maybe it's because they're being convicted about that situation." Oh, right? dude! And and I'm so glad that you covered. Look, when the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, well, Moses gave us divorce, Jesus said, ah, 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 hold on. You needed it and required it of him. You, you forced him to give this to you. He didn't just offer it out to you. And we forget the words of Christ talking about, look, if you divorce your wife and she goes with another man, you've created her to be an adulterer. And... I I wanted you to know that I was proud that you didn't shy away from that because you and I have had a lot of conversations about how often we try to dust heap certain parts of Scripture because well they don't jive with how we feel about things and unfortunately divorce is one of those things and and if you've gone through divorce if you're going through divorce the love of Christ still applies to you
0: yeah and you got to you got to see it too from Christ's eyes right right. It's like they're trying to catch Christ in his words. So they knew the answer to this. They're trying to catch him in his words. Right. So they said to him, it's in Mark ten four, and it says, some of the Pharisees came up to Jesus testing him and began questioning him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. So is this, gonna, is this guy going to go against Moses, right. right? What I love is Christ went so above that. He's like, dude, you guys are just so fleshy. He was so frustrated about it. He said, um, they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send his wife away. Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But From the beginning of creation, God created the male and female. He goes, you, you, your, your hard heart allowed this to happen? But from the beginning, he created male and female. From the beginning, right. he said, uh, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh so that they live no longer as two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. In other words, he quashed that whole thing by saying if God truly put you two together, nobody can put it away, right? Right. This is the question. Why stand up there and say this is the one God gave me when you don't even know? Yeah. That's dangerous. That's dangerous to say God told me this is the one. Years later, you're like, I don't love her anymore.
2: Yeah. No. No. We're supposed to to separate. Uh, Okay, well then, did you hear the Lord wrong on this being the one? And I, this, this is where I think we as a church can do better in counseling before marriage. You know, you get these young 20-somethings that get in there. We
0: got to get married right now. To be honest,
2: it's yeah. not just the 20s.
0: Right, anybody. You know? there, there, there are people we know on the outside of our circle, inside of our circle, places 50, 60 years old. All of a sudden, after 20-something years, after whatever, it's like, yeah, we're just not.
2: Yeah, you know, but no. I mean, like... I. On the, oh, the, on the beginning of, of it, it's like, how hard are you actually praying and fasting about this covenant you're about to make? Well, not. How, how certain are you that this person is the one the Lord wants you to be with? Well, I mean, it's not a big drinking problem. We should get married and that'll fix it. Too many times what we do is we, we have a problem. We double down hoping that'll solve the problem. You have a couple that's in real issues. Well, we'll have a baby and that'll fix everything. You have a, a boyfriend, girlfriend that are having issues and there's there's red flags. Oh, well, once we get married, that'll fix it.
0: Every time. Every time they, they get pregnant outside of marriage. Well, if I marry him, it's going to be good. Exactly. Or her or exactly. whatever. You know, it's when we're saying him, her. It, we're meaning both. Yeah. OK, don't go. we're not we're assigning not, responsibility. Yeah, we're not saying that. Well, but it's I, your I fault. Will, but I will assign a man. I know you're going to hit it here. I will assign the man full responsibility for answering for this marriage. Right. I will. Because it's the mandate was given to us to lead, you know? And and if you're one of those marriages, it's like, well, my wife wants to lead and I'm cool with that. And so is she, it's like, that's not the design. Uh, the design wasn't meant to be that way. I know that sounds sexist. That's cool. Do you like, it's, it's fine. You can turn this off, but that is not what God designed,
2: bro. I've seen so many times where there's an underlying sense of resentment and bitterness and unhappiness and, and a, a tension dynamic when the husband is not leading dude and and especially you get these stronger personality women who well he's not doing it so i'm gonna do it but deep down what they really want is the man to be out in front of her which means he needs to be an even stronger
0: man than she is and i think that's why feminists arose because of that spirit of offense that's in them that's like fine you won't do it i'm gonna do it so they act the part in anger they act the part in frustration. Yeah. And so now it's this whole feminism movement where it's like matter blah, because they that's all they've seen is weak dudes around them. Right? right now, there's no domineering here. When I'm saying strong man, I'm not saying a tyrant. That's not what the Bible calls talking for. a leader. Yeah. Someone who can lead. No, it doesn't. That's not saying women can't lead. That's not saying that in marriage. The design was man is to lead the marriage. And there's a reason for that because we're built differently. We are. We're built differently. And, and I've seen some really cool Instagram pages, YouTube pages about these ladies who are coming out and saying, look, we, we are to be submitted, you know, yeah. and it's really cool to watch. And, and, and if you had an open heart instead of being so obstinate, sometimes I'm talking to those liberals or not even just liberals, people who are Christian, who love the feminism thing because they're, you know, that's a that's a popular thing. Now, if you could explain feminism scripturally, I'm with you, but you can't. You can't. You can't you you can't even explain uh uh, uh ty- tyranny as a man in scripture you can't do that you can't explain this stuff scripturally because there's a balance if you're under Christ would Christ make you the head of the marriage and be a tyrant to your wife when he's not a tyrant to you right you know why they do that because you're still legalistic under Christ that's why you do that to your wife man go with you, that you haven't you haven't you have your heart has not been opened to love I read this yesterday first John 4 seven and eight it's funny that was one of the first scriptures as a kid i memorized because a little song with it you know but it's like it says "Beloved, let us love one another for love is of god and everyone that loves is born of god and knows god but he who doesn't love doesn't know god because god is love that's what it says so if god is truly love and first corinthians is actually the scriptures in in the chapter about love right and people use it for marriage when it has really nothing to do with marriage it's just love in general right it's actually about spiritual giftings yeah Like when we use our spiritual giftings, this is how we use them. Love is patient, kind. It endures all things. It doesn't boast itself. It's not proud. It doesn't do those things. And if you're that husband watching this right now and you're like, man, I got an anger problem. You better take that to the Lord, man. He's pointing that out to you. If you got an issue of submission uh, uh, to, to your husband and to the Lord, you who are a woman, take that stuff to the Lord. I'm not saying put yourself under a man who's a tyrant. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a submission factor. It's like, okay. Man, are you provoking your wife to anger? Wife, are you provoking your husband to anger? Right? Like, yeah. there's If you're doing that, you can't say, well, she just gets angry at everything I do if you're provoking it. Dudes, you were not created to be lazy.
2: <laughs> and right? a, lot of, I mean, a lot of times what happens with a woman is she gets frustrated and
0: starts nagging because you're lazy. Because you're stinking lazy. Shoot straight with yourself. We're, we're dudes. We're open here, man. I was like that. You know what I mean? Like, I work hard. Like, you know, like, I was working in welding shops. I work every day hard. I'm doing all these hours. So I come home, sometimes I want to veg. My kids yesterday were like, hey, Dad. You know, I didn't hear them. Ask me. (laughs) Selective hearing. I I wasn't listening. (laughs) So I was sitting on the couch after church. I was really tired because the night before, I didn't get much sleep. You know, just staying up with Carrie as much as I could. I didn't get much sleep, so I was really tired. And then my son goes, hey, we want to watch a movie. So I was like, all right, let's let's sit down and watch it. Let's just relax. So we were about to do that, and and as Nathan, uh, my middle son, goes, "Oh, I guess not then." I was like, "Guess not what?" He goes, "I wanted you to go play football outside." Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me, you. So he said, "We want to go play football outside," and um, he just he kind of looked sad about it. And I was like, "Oh, we can go." And Carrie had just told him, "No, Dad's really tired. I don't think he wants to go." Dude, just going outside and throwing those passes meant the world to them. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be lazy. You, I'm tired. I'm, fr- I'm 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 exhausted. I, I do all these things. So, <laughs> be Superman for your kids. Show them that you go the extra mile. Same thing with your wife, men. We're not called to be lazy dudes. No. Now I understand if there's a place like if you don't have finances to fix up things around the house, then doggone it, go take care of it as best you can until you can fix it. Right. Don't let it just go to the wayside, right? So, I mean, there's there's a lot to say with marriage in general. There's and, there's a whole lot of situations. We'll put it that way.
2: And and I think we as men what we tend to do is say well i work really hard i earn a lot of money so i want to get home all i want to do is just sit on the couch yeah me too but the problem is you have other hats to wear yep so you take your work hat off you put your dad hat on um it's i feel convicted if my kid is coming to me dad can we can we can we can we can we no 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 later no later later no later like at what point is it I am shirking my responsibility of spending time and raising up my son? Right. Right? Right. Or that stuff around the house, the, the little things that need to get fixed. Look, in a, a moment of vulnerability, I should have done something with my car that I didn't do a couple of years ago, and it cost me tenfold because I didn't do it. I was not responsible with what I was supposed to do. (laughs) It was funny because the mechanic, he was like, you know, I don't want to make you feel bad. I was like, no, I was stupid. Tell me too straight. I was stupid. (laughs) And I was thinking about it. I was like, I realized I was like, boy, he probably doesn't get a whole lot of customers. They're like, no, no, beat me up. Please tell me how dumb I am because I didn't do this routine maintenance I just (laughs) remember the story.
0: The story was so funny because when he was telling me we're in your car, actually, you're like, yeah, you're. Usual mic self, yeah, I just didn't do it. My car is pretty much crap. He goes, Can I sell it for parts? And the guy said, No, no. Like, Even the headlights, And he goes, They're faded.
2: And, and he was so kind about it too. He was just like, No. It's like taking a five-year-old by the hand. He's just like, Let let me teach you about the yeah, world. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, kid. Good it's
2: job, like, though. I, uh, uh, what? $100 flush turned into a $1,600 <laughs> job.
0: So, But, hey, take that analogy to marriage. <laughs> right? Oh, nice. Right? Walk that out. If you know that in your marriage you're dealing with something and you don't want to deal with it, you don't want to deal with the anger and the attitude and all that stuff, when you can squash it now, you guys can beef it out you know and and work it out here five years down the road, it becomes increasingly harder because she doesn't want to talk to you at all right you know, all, and I've seen this happen in marriages all it of a sudden builds up it sure does all of a sudden it doesn't go away. five years in, right you guys are like talking, well, we just exist together now, we just live you know with one we're staying together for the kids that oh, man, so the job becomes yeah. more expensive over time,
2: right. Right. That's that's a good analogy, because
0: now you guys are divided when we're talking about being home and wearing the hat of a dad instead of work or husband or whatever. Do you think your kids care about what happened with that coworker at work and how you told them off? And You know, what I'm saying this because I did it right. I used to do that, like carry all this weight because I had this person at work and it would just bother the crap out of me. So I take it to home and get frustrated about things. And it's like, do you think that they didn't do anything to you? Right. they're kids
2: there's there's that image of like and I don't know if it's a picture or a story of the boss yells at the the guy and the guy can't so the guy yells at the wife and she can't talk back so she yells at the kid and the kid can't talk back so the kid kicks the dog there's there's like easy E knows what I'm talking about and that's EZ that's really EZ what happens is men
1: <laughs> I used to get kicked I don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
2: There was no dog to kick, so easy. <laughs> I was the dog. I was the dog. Uh, but, but men, it's got to stop with you. This is the same cycle that you have to stop with love. Hate will build hate unless you stop it with love, unless you stop sin with forgiveness, right? At some point, that cycle has to stop, and men, it's up to us. Now you can say, but what about her? I don't care. It's up to you. I'm talking to you right now women it 's up to you right and and that whole like love and respect thing well, well, he doesn 't love me well she doesn 't respect me, so who goes first you because if you wait for the other to do it it 'll never happen and and to your point, Massey, like if you would take care of this stuff now i I have realized in my life in the past couple of years, I hate being a step behind this car situation is a perfect example of. When you don't take care of something ahead of time, it will come to bite you in the butt later in your marriage. If you are not a step ahead, if you are not continuing to take care of what you need to now, it will come back to bite you in the butt in another season. And so if you and your wife do not get together on something and figure out, okay, we have this issue, we got to figure this out now because we can tell this is starting to crop up. You know what will start? The little side comments the bitterness, the little outbursts against each other on completely unrelated topics, and you'll let it build. And so then all of a sudden, it's bigger arguments. All right. of a sudden, it's slammed doors. All of a sudden, it's sleeping separated. All of a yeah. sudden, I just don't love her anymore. You yeah. know?
0: I know, I know, dude. And I kind of want to round this out. The reason why we're talking about these topics, if you notice, we haven't really been talking government stuff really lately, is because the topic we are bringing up from the beginning of this year is liberty. Okay, so the last few podcasts have been just these topics that are like biblical or whatever, but what, what Liberty is in this thing. So Liberty in marriage, right? Uh, what do we talk about Friday? Liberty? Uh, what are we talking about? Revival, revival, Liberty and revival. Like what is right? What is wrong? Liberty is a, is a thing that's all over the place, right? So if we can get our discipleship right in our homes, we can understand Liberty better. We can understand the God given freedoms. We can understand those kinds of things.
2: It's a, a consistency of value from the top down to the bottom and one of the things that we're trying to show you through the year is how liberty pertains to everything every situation um what what does Jocko say discipline equals freedom right dang discipline equals freedom and that's that's easy was a yeah he was all about that he's like Jocko.
1: uh yeah brainwashed chick-fil-a easy was all about that (laughs) um
2: and, and I think this is really important for us to figure out because people say, well, and I've got it later in the notes, but we might as well cover this now. Liberty does not operate in a healthy way when it's used for licentiousness. We tend to think liberty is freedom to do whatever you want, but that's not liberty because you end up giving yourself over to something that will control, oppress, and destroy you. Easy?
1: So um, I, I play this game with a, a few friends and we like to play it really competitively. Like we're really competitive about it. And out of all of us, I, I'm i the worst. But I realized there's this, there's this guy that I can play that completely throws off everybody else. But the thing about this guy is that he has an intense resource management mechanic. So you can't use the same thing over and over and over again. So it makes me have to continuously switch up how I play. So I can't continuously do one thing or else I'll run out of it. So that that just kind of reminded me of that. Just
2: how so? Connected through connected through to Liberty. This the is a learning that, situation.
1: Yeah. The sorry. The fact that uh, I can play any other any other playable character and lose against them. But because of the fact that I'm so limited in my options, I'm limiting myself, I'm using everything that I'm limiting myself to to its fullest potential
2: you're learning how to use resources to their right there it's creating discipline that that boundary or that restriction is creating discipline right right and I think liberty without virtue and morality which is discipline it becomes hedonistic degradation hedons Hedon, he, 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 that, hedonid- that's actually hedonid- that's a
0: really good thing to say so say it all like in a straight so, line
2: liberty does not operate in a healthy way when used for licentiousness Liberty without virtue and morality becomes hedonistic degradation because the more you get involved in hedonistic practices, the more you yourself degrade. It eats away at you. You drink every single day. What happens? Your liver gets destroyed. You have sex every single day with all kinds of people. What happens? You're tearing away pieces of yourself. Have you ever looked at somebody who has lived a long hedonistic lifestyle They, they look like something is missing in them.
0: Not to mention physically, they change.
2: You know, yeah. There's
0: a lot of things about them. They got to put on more makeup, or they got to buy that more expensive suit, or they got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Flush themselves up, up, up all the time, and it's because you're not content. The Bible says to be content in godliness, right? And it's weird because like some of you in the world will be like, "That's just retarded." You know, that's ridiculous. It's not. It's not ridiculous. Because when you're content in what God created you to be, you don't have to play up to anybody. You ain't got to play the man. You just are the man. You are. Like, it's in you. Right. Christ put his words in me. He put his spirit in me. I don't have to play up to anything. I am who I am. That's just how it is. Like, I don't think about, hey, how do I get one up? Or how do I advance myself? Or how do I do these things? I don't do that. Um, especially, too, when it concerns marriage, I think, in liberty, um, I want to kind of go back to this stuff here. for sure. You know, you say, uh, uh, I read articles from people who argued the stats. Like there were some stats that were done by the Institute for Family Studies. Reports that happiness for adults ages 80 or adults age 80, 50% on an average scale are very happy. Collected the data from general sources 2018. Has married uh, married people rating a 41% of very happy with kids 40% without kids. Separated or divorced is eighteen percent with kids, twenty-four percent without kids. Never married at twenty percent with kids, and twenty-two percent without kids. So the whole idea is: Are they happy? Are they happy? Most marriages, I should say, half of marriages are not happy. So it's a, quite an extreme. They say they're very happy, and the other ones not so happy. You know, what I mean, like, right. there's like a dichotomy there.
2: And what's what's interesting is. When you, when you pull through all of the stats, what they seem to suggest is there is a contentment and a happiness when you're walking alongside with a partner, which isn't that interesting that back in Genesis, God said, it's not good that man should be alone. Man needs a partner. That's right. So even before the fall, God knew there was something in us that needed a partner. We, we need somebody alongside us. Not... A servant, right? Because we hear the word helper, we go, a servant! God gave me a woman to serve me. No! <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I do that with my kids, though. My, well, yeah. My servants kids are slave labor. <laughs> God's gift of slave labor.
0: They're like, Dad, you make us do everything! It's like... Yes, I do. You'll understand one day, son. Yes. when you Today, have Today, s- it does not make sense to you.
2: When you have sons of your own, and you can force them to do work they don't want to do. <laughs> That's you, bad.
0: So... But, you- Go ahead.
2: So I was reading some argue some articles from people who tried to argue these stats and say that married people aren't any happier than non-married. So one of them was writing for psychologytoday.com. And that person, I kind of leaned towards it. It was a she, but I didn't look at the name. But we'll say that person because I'm not going to make judgments. A person seemed to be an activist against social trauma of being single. And they even wrote a book about this whole thing. And – when you view it through the lens of there's – this is just like the argument that all of the mental issues that are happening in um, the transgender community, the gay community, all that is purely because of social <gasps> ostracization. Oh, they they would be much happier, more content if, if the society wasn't against them and, and discriminating against them. Except I think Ben Shapiro does a really good job of making the argument that there was – the the suicide rates of say transgenders are way far above even the jews in the holocaust and i would argue that's probably a bit more of a social ostracization than the transgenders now why am i making this argument because i think it falls flat on your face if the argument you're going to make is well single people aren't happy because society's coming against them Oh, how sad for you that your aunt bugs you every time. Hey, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? That if if that is what is destroying you in life, then maybe Dude, you have other gonna, priorities I'm, to say. I'm going to go out on a limb here.
0: You know these places that do these studies. I wonder if they do those studies with like a, they always do a small like percentage. They yeah. do a small t- uh, sample size, right? Small small test size. They release these studies to the public, which then plants the seed in somebody to feel like that. Yeah. So well, men just feel like they're just being ostracized, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." because yeah. that's what happened with the, I I don't care what you say. That's what happened with the gay movement, transgender movement, all that stuff. We just keep putting it out there. You, you're, you must be trans. You must be feeling. You must be the. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you put the seed that's in a them. Of course. See what I'm saying? Like, how many dudes are actually suicidal because they're getting asked why they're single? Right. And and how seriously?
2: Many, how many women are are falling into addiction? And, and drug and alcohol abuse because their aunt bugs them every time. Hey, when are you going to get married? You know, no, that's, that's a really good point. And you could, you could make that argument for like microaggressions and racial yes. stuff. If, if a white person doesn't open the door for you, Mass, you just think, oh, person's a jerk. Now, if I come to you and I say, you want to know why he didn't open the door for you? Because he's actually racist against you. It's a microaggression. He doesn't even realize he's doing it, but he hates you. He subconsciously hates you, Mass. Every everything a white person does against you, Massey, they hate you, they just don't even realize they do. Well, now that's how you're gonna see the world. Everything a white person does, oh, it's because they hate me. It's it's racism in them. They don't even realize they have it. Like it colors how you see the world. So is <laughs> no it pun. any it, right? <laughs> is it is it any wonder that when <laughs> When we tell somebody It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy It sure does So if we say singleness is making you unhappy Well you hear that enough times you're like, Yeah, being single makes me unhappy I'm very unhappy Now, I would argue Married couples through the long term Are happier and more content than single people And here's why I think that Why is it that when When we're young We desire so deeply in us To have a partner to have a mate that's that cs lewis argument of if that desire is deep in you then maybe there's a necessity for it just like hunger why do we have hunger because we need to eat Amen. why do we need water because we need to drink water yeah why and he uses it in the context of god why is humanity over the long course of time Always looking to a higher power, a God, a deity, something supernatural above them. Maybe because that thing actually exists and we need that. I would use that argument for marriage. Why is it over the course of humanity, there seems to be something about human beings pairing up and taking the long haul together and having children through that process? Maybe because we're designed
0: for it. That's right. I I agree. I think. Especially, too, you wrote in here, uh, Proverbs 18, 22, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Remember, he's talking in a generality. He's talking in a, in a masculine term. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, wife equally. He, she that finds a husband finds a good thing, too. Right? When you find a wife, listen to what it said. It didn't say perfection. It didn't say the per, the one I have. Through. None of that stuff. He who finds this. No. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. I think the problem with most marriages... Why they get divorced. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to step on a limb here. Here we go. Here we go. You know why that they're acting like that? I can promise you man or woman who's going through this right now. Just look at the camera. Please just just zero. I lock here. Right. You don't want to put your flesh down and you want to be right. When the Bible constantly tells you to put your flesh down. My wife doesn't even listen or he doesn't ever listen. He isn't this. What about you? What is in you that is making that situation happen? Are you blameless in that? Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. It does matter, actually, because, dude, if there's flesh existing in you. Listen, I want you to hear me. When your mind is focused on the things above in Colossians 3, I preached this yesterday. Your affection and things, they're set on the above. They're set in the front where Christ sits at the right hand of God. You know what you're thinking about? How can I honor my spouse? How can I go out and win the lost? How can I honor my friends, my brothers? How can I go out and honor my kids? How can I speak life into them? You're constantly on this uh, level of exhortation, that whole reprove, rebuke, exhort. You're doing that. You love your brother enough so much, you point out the error, you help them correct the error, and you admonish and you push them through it, right? If your mind is truly set on those things, what could be in your wife or your husband that is so bad that you can't pray against? Seriously, well, I just don't love him anymore. Dude.
2: <laughs> that one I can't stand. I remember Bodie
0: Bacham when he said, That's cool. The Bible says to love your neighbors yourself. Well, I don't want him as my neighbor. That's cool. The Bible says, love your enemy. Right. Love, 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 love. You you have no escape from love. You have no escape from it. We are called to love one another, not to hate one another. He did me wrong. He did this. Dude, I know. I was in a group for 12 years and I was done wrong. And I was pissed at the guy. I was mad. I was angry. I was frustrated. God told me, if you can't put that aside, you're no better than the Pharisees. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you can in no wise enter into the kingdom of God, Christ said. He said, if you can't put down your anger, that's what he told me. If you can't put this down and forgive, you're no better than the Pharisee. You're no better than the man that's like, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, but Lord, didn't we prophesy? Did we do? Dude, I operated in the giftings and still mad at him. But if I couldn't put that down, then there was something off in me, and I did not have the love of Christ running through me. Right? Mm-hmm. Dude, they're men, they're flawed. It's the flesh. What do you think is gonna happen? If we continuously take offense, and the Bible's clear about that. Don't take on offenses, don't be easily angered. Don't be that's love. First Corinthians 13. Don't, don't do this. If it's what it's saying, it's because he's telling us that's how we are. And we're not to be like the world. We're not supposed to be. The reason, like, like I keep thinking about this divorce being 50% in churches, right? Divorce rates. Mm-hmm. Why are we conforming to what the world is telling us about marriage? Why? Again, no, if there's beatings, if there's all, I get that. I understand that, right? I'm talking about, for the most part, the, I just fell out of love. We just don't love each other.
2: And one of the things you and I keep pointing back to is raising that standard. I think too often people are looking for the compromise. And one of the things that, that we harp on so hard is we get it. There, there are situations that have to be discussed, but let's raise the standard truth, first. Truth. Instead of I fell
0: out of love and so dude. it's just not working. Boy, isn't it funny? Oh, dude, here's you know? another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Right? Because this, this gets me all the time. Christians getting divorced, right? I always ask, what do you guys watch any TV together? Right? Like, do you guys, right. watch, you guys watching these stupid smutty shows that are on TV talking about how bad the? Remember the Simpsons? That was a terrible example of marriage. You know how many Christians watch the Simpsons, right? That's a terrible example of marriage. Constantly degrading the man or desperate housewives and all this other crap, right? The bachelor and all this other stuff. Like literally they are destroying the epitome of marriage and you're putting your eyes on that. And the Bible says the eyes are the frontlets to the soul. Lady told me yesterday, my husband listens to the way. He doesn't read it. I was like, the eyes are the windows to the soul, not the ears, Right. The eyes. Why? Do, why? Because that, why is it that we're constantly visually stimulated? Because the eyes are the windows to the soul, right? So is it the shows that you watch? Is it the things that you put your time to? Is it to, how many of you? Oh, gosh, here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> I remember a person was getting divorced a few years ago. And and I said, "Who who's your counsel? Who are you talking to about this? Well, I got this ladies group that I go to. We work out together. And I was like, ladies she was yeah we're, they're they're all divorced you know so like we're just all getting together i'm like you're getting marriage advice from divorced women oh, man. are you hearing yourself you're getting you're getting marriage advice from divorced women who probably haven't healed who probably were like <laughs> still mad at their man what are they telling you he's just not worth it he's sloppy he's lazy he's this they don't know him right they know your side of the story guys we got to get out of the flesh here right If God joins together, no man, including yourself, can put it asunder. If God wants your marriage to be the marriage, listen, if you're on your third marriage, fourth marriage, just hear me out, okay? Just hear me out. Because I give excuse and credence to one. If you were in the world, right, got divorced, you came to Christ, all of a sudden you get married, cool. I get that, right? That happens. But if you're on your third and your fourth, something's off with the picker. (laughs) <laughs> you're not spiritually discerning here right i'm talking about divorce for no like no a good reason. we fell out of love yeah, just, come on there's working. something off here and you know all you're doing is desecrating the name of the lord all you're doing is giving the world an excuse to point the finger at the church saying we're hypocrites that's all you're doing and dude i'm example of this i, I i'm prime example like this is hypocrisy to the max dude when i was acting as a christian sleeping at my girlfriend's house, doing all these things. I was giving the world the example. I was giving them the reason to point their finger at the church and say, look at that hypocrite. I was was literally giving them ammunition to shoot at me and the Lord. If you're going to act like the world, what's the difference between you and them? If we're supposed to be Christ's, I am crucified with Christ. Dude, seriously, thank God Christ died for you without reservation put his life on the line for you, died, resurrected, whole thing. Then he writes this beautiful chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, right? Where it shows us the example of love, and all of us say, "Well, that's just that's a, that's impossible to keep." Right, cuz he wrote it for that, to be impossible. He wrote it so that you couldn't keep it. Right. No, he wrote it so that through your through his spirit would transform you into that. I want to be so righteous with God on this earth that when I go to heaven, it's like second nature. Will I ever be? I don't know. But what's wrong with trying? What's wrong with going after that thing? What's wrong with going after that brass ring and saying, Lord, I want that? You, you told me to walk in purity. I want to do that. I want to be so in tune with the spirit that when we're talking to somebody, I hear the voice of God. I hear the word, the word of God in prayer and scripture. I want to do that. What's wrong? I heard the saying once, uh, you're so heavenly minded. You're no earthly good.
2: I think that's such a trash. It's
0: statement. such a trash statement. Dude, you should be heavenly minded so that you can be earthly good. The bottom line is the world hates God. That's why they're against God. They hate the Lord, right? I'm not supposed to determine my walk and how the world will hate me. I'm supposed to determine how God wants me to walk. And right. you know what? It's going to make some people frustrated and angry. But that's just the part of the gospels. Why do you think you talked about persecution all the time? So let's go back to this marriage. Liberty in marriage is truly this. Are you laying down your life for your spouse? Are you putting down all of your lusts your cares your worries and saying lord i'm laying this at your cross or i'm sorry at your feet take this from me so that i can be a better wife a better husband like take remove the reproach within me show me how to be the husband i'm supposed to be lord and i think
2: we've got to we've got to discuss the the beauty and the product of a marriage that produces liberty because it's very easy for us to jump into this whole thing and say Uh, we as the listeners, we as the podcasters, whatever. uh, Yeah. But there's all these things wrong with marriage. There's all all these people are doing it wrong, man. When marriage goes well, it goes really well. It is so beneficial. It grows things so exponentially and you become 10 times of who you could be on your own. I, I personally believe, I know my wife has supported and lifted me up in so many different ways and I hit that point where it's like, I want to do better to serve her. I want to improve myself, to serve her. And so there's something that that is liberating in that whole process because what she does is she supports me
0: and and helps compensate Dude. for my weaknesses okay, so that I can
2: move forward. you,
0: you, you just it, and if you ever get the chance to meet Mike's wife, she you know is awesome. She's very one of those like humble. And I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm right. saying she is so old school wife material. Like she just, I remember, I, I'll never forget it. Um, I think we were living at your house before we got this house. Um, this this family's helped us so much get to where we're at. Uh, so we're brothers by, by I, I dare say by blood too, yeah. um, in a lot of ways. But I was living there and I said, you know, do you, you really love Mike, don't you? I'll never forget it. We were in the kitchen. And so I was getting something to eat and Carrie was there. She goes, yeah. I said, uh, and I was going to the church to work. And she said, look, here's how I see it. If he works hard and he's out there 10, 12 hours a day, what's the least uh, that I could do to make sure the house is clean and his clothes are washed. He's got food in the food in his belly and those kind of things. She goes, that's the least that I can do for him providing for me. And I thought every feminist would be pissed off to hear you say that. And you know what God's saying? Awesome. Well she done. found her, she, she submitted, she found her place. This is what right. she wants to do. Remember your wife, is extremely can you just tell me your wife's resume real quick she went to the university uh, of what
2: yeah university of wisconsin uh she got an offer directly out of college to work on oncology bone marrow uh hemoc and uh palliative care floor so like you got to know what you're doing uh, but she was in she, that
0: field for what four years five
2: years? uh she two and a half years, and a half years? was what she, when she was active Um, and she became a lead. She, she really, they had eyes to really bring her up the chain. She got done with that, uh, had the kids, but now she's doing what's called medical abstracting. So she's pulling apart reports. And it's funny because like you can do tests to do different areas within, especially the oncology field for these reports. I think she's done every test that they've offered at this point <laughs> like she she can do all so, of it but she's my point, an
0: amazing woman she was moving up the ladder yeah. she was in charge of the of the floor right for, yeah she for, was a
2: lead so she was she, a lead
0: yeah nope. dude this woman is not a slouch Mm-mm. and she decides no i'm gonna do what god has called me to do according to scripture that is beautiful bro this is what she does she loves the kids you guys are I mean, i'm so happy for you guys and what god's doing but like you know my wife submitted homeschools the kids when i come home she's like do you want something to eat i'm like babe sit down she's like no no, no. you know i think it's cool like i don't i don't expect that from her Good. i don't I don't push it right when we were in the hospital my wife uh, just had reversal surgery for colostomy stuff we we're in the hospital and she just broke down she said i just never tell you how much i love you and i thought dang you know like i kind of i told her i said i don't think you need to tell me at this point i think you show me all the time right. you know at this point i've realized you do love me you know yeah. and, and that sounded terrible but <laughs> she does i mean it's so and she doesn't she didn't have to. There are times, how many times have we lost it on our wives? I'm sure you've done it, yep. I've done it. How many times have I let them in their own path? Made a stupid decision where it's like they have to eat it with us. Yeah. And yet they're still there saying, Keep going.
2: Right. Keep and doing it. That faithfulness. Dude, uh, yesterday, you know how you were talking about like the persecution, the ridicule and stuff that we get online. <laughs> she 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 and I were talking about it yesterday, and she's like, I'm really sorry and I was And like, for what? And she's like, I didn't realize she said, because you don't, you don't talk about it. Cause the other day I was kind of in my own head and kind of weighing through some of this stuff. And she was like, I, I didn't realize you just, you don't talk about it to protect me. I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't need to bring that stuff to you. Yeah. I don't need to bring that home. Like yeah. that you don't need to think about that stuff. Yeah. But what was cool was just that, that recognition in her of like, he takes care of us in ways that I don't even realize he does, bingo. you know, bingo. And it was funny. Cause when you said it in the sermon, I was like, I I hadn't heard that one, but it, that's a new one to me. <laughs> and then it was like, Oh dude. Yeah, dude, man. You people don't see, realize And
0: my wife actually, um, I'm losing weight, yeah. but I was up there, you yeah. know, getting up there. The amount of times <laughs> I've been called, forgive my, forgive my language here. Okay put an e on this one easy e fat ass lard ass go get on uh, fast yeah go do this thing sorry so if i'm cussing, need to
2: eat but... more fruit or... yeah, 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 yeah yeah i
0: mean the amount of times now did i give them that finger to point yeah i did right because I, I got big but the reason they do that is because they have no argument against what you're saying so they're gonna right. pick the lowest hanging fruit which is you know me being big so it's like it gets to a point where we started uh we, we were we were uh the old social media people were deleting it because yeah. it was just serving no purpose. But I thought, no, leave it up. Leave it up. And I'll tell you why. Because all you're going to prove is their folly. The Bible says not to reprove a fool. Right. I'm, so I'm not doing that. I'm not going to I'm going to fight a fool. Fine. And the Bible says in, 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 in Proverbs, a fool says in his heart, there's no God. Well, what, 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 what do I, I don't, you know, so. Yeah. I'm not going against it. I don't even get frustrated anymore when they're commenting. I do get frustrated when they try to twist scripture. That really bothers me. Like that yeah. guy saying about the year of Jubilee. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do a show on that, too. Like he said, basically, this is going to be a good show. But the year of Jubilee said we're supposed to forgive all debt. Why can't we forgive student loan? Why can't we if you're Christian? It's like, let's talk about it. What yeah. did that really mean? It didn't mean anything about government, meant individual <laughs> debts. So anyways, but there's all this stuff when we're talking about marriage. And it, the reason why I brought up his his wife, and I hope she doesn't mind that. And it's not to to boast on her. I just think she she loves God. She loves you. She loves the kids. And you can see the fruit in your home. It's very peaceful when you walk in your home. She's not contentious to me. And she might be, but that's just flesh, dude. Sometimes she gets into a mode. So what? I'm not saying I've seen it. I'm just saying that might happen. But it's the same thing with my wife. You know, she's going through this medical stuff. She had to be... Anyways, there's stuff going on, right? And you, you start to get to a point where it's like, you know, her happiness matters to me more than anything. her joy her peace matters to me more than anything now at this point right and she's happy when i'm playing with the kids when i'm cooking food when i'm doing all these things like i can do all that stuff i don't need you to do it i can do it and when she pushed me aside and says no let me me do that right so there's happiness that as men and women are we putting ourselves down for one another are we truly laying ourselves down and saying what are her needs right now Mm -hmm. between you and i right what are her needs what what is what does she need what do the kids need that's 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 the part of the husbandry man
2: and it it's funny because i was and we'll have to round this up pretty quick but i was i was having a conversation with a friend who he recently realized he was being codependent in his relationship <clears throat> and he realized he was putting all of his expectations on his girlfriend to make him happy because he and i were having a conversation and I I had pointed out, it seems that every time he's spending time with her, he's trying to correct something in her. Mm. Well, You don't do this, and therefore I'm not as happy. And we had a conversation about it, and he ended up up getting a book about codependency. He's like, I checkmark all of these. Wow. And so he's very much taking an active role, and no, I need to allow her to be her. God's the one who makes me happy, And, and we we work as a team. I don't need to always try to f- engineer her to make me happy because this thing she does doesn't make me feel the way I want to feel. Right. And, that. and I think I love that and their relationship is really starting to blossom. Why? Because he's giving her space to be who she is and he's realizing, no, I serve her. Not, not so that I'll end up being happy, but because the Lord has, asked me to serve her, I'll find my happiness and contentment in the Lord. And I tell people this all the time. When you rely on the Lord for your happiness, contentment, and fulfillment, and you trust the Lord, that takes a lot of pressure off the other person. And if they're doing the same thing, that is a marriage that is going to be successful. Right? And and I feel like so often when a, especially a Christian marriage gets off course, it's because one of them, AKA both of them are not putting full trust in the Lord Truth. Truth and not seeking the Lord. Because when you do that, the Lord's going to tell you, you realize you're screwing this up, right? Exactly. And you're submitted to follow submitted to go. You're right. And, and the reason we talk about this in the context of Liberty is when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in your marriage when you're being disciplined in Ephesians 5 you will feel free you will have liberty you will move forward you'll be like i can take on the world and i know i've got my wife by my side or your wife will go i know he's going to go somewhere and i'm right along with him and yep. i'm going to support him where yep. i need to so he can conquer the world Truth. right like Amen. there's there's such a cool feeling When you get home and you realize you've been you've been trying to do what you can to set legacy, and your wife is right there with you.
0: Come on, agreed. Everything he just said is found in our curriculum. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm playing. I I think this is a really good topic. I think it's a topic that needs to be more than one podcast because there's so many issues that happen in marriage. But I do think too. I'm just going to ask you guys questions right now so you guys can ponder this, like things of action. Too. what are you two putting your eye gates on and your ear gates on that's dude that's such a good point right I, can i can i make sure.
2: a quick example so when melissa and i first got married she would watch like hallmark movies all the time The like you know sappy lovey-dovey ones. sappy i would come home she'd be mad at me because i was not modeling <laughs> what those stupid hallmark movies were modeling and so she was finding discontent in our marriage she To the point where she was like, was this the right choice? Dead serious. And I I told her, I don't want you watching those movies ever again. right? And I went through my own thing of when I was working downtown Madison, I'm in a college town. There's beautiful people walking all over the place. Women, he means. Beautiful women. Women. (laughs) Those were the ones I was looking at. (laughs) And I'm working in a, a confectionery, a chocolate shop. So who is a big portion of our customers? Women. Women. College coeds. How did I feel when I got home? Oh, there's my wife. She is beautiful. She is amazing. But when you start drawing comparisons day after day, time after time, and your eyes are on something, and you're building these contrasts in your mind, Truth. you're going to find the faults. Yep. Right? And you're going to be discontent. So I think you are so on it with – what are you taking if you are taking in stupid Hallmark movies all the time and you're looking at your husband on the couch who just got done working 14 hours for a, a construction company. Yeah, and he's not out there building you a shed for your yeah, she shed. Yeah, he's he's not like got the kids on his shoulders and he's <laughs> handing you roses as he's hammering on the she shed. Like, of course you're gonna go. He's a slouch, he's a lazy, fat mongrel. I want that guy, <laughs> six three, dark and handsome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you do realize they handpicked those people right just (laughs) say but really it's what do you put your eye gates and your ear gates on i've got my own stories you know what i mean dude pornography will kill it destroys the the, the comparisons you do to your wife in the marriage bed when you watch that stuff man that crap will take you bro like that's why it's so dangerous and i think that the divorce rate isn't because of pornography it's the effect of it that's sin. You can get rid of that, but it's the effect you allow yourself to stew in and to, to, to marinate in and those kind of things. But the second thing too, is like, how often are you praying with one another? Dude, that, that convicted me just the other day.
2: I I looked at her. I was like, we got to start praying together more. Yeah. Yeah. This this has to become practice.
0: And we pray for one another. Our kids pray for my wife and stuff like that. But like, it's just a consistent thing where like, even this week I couldn't do worldview with my kids. Is Gary being in the hospital from the surgery and yeah. stuff like that? So it's like, it frustrates me because I like, I want to keep in, 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 instilling into my children, like the, the scriptures and understanding. Um, so, so are you praying with one another? But the third thing is analyze yourself before you analyze your wife. Am I giving this person reason to be upset with me? Am I giving them a foothold to say, yep, they've got reasons, every reason to be mad at me about that. You know what I mean? Are you giving them that ground? And if all those three you're met with, Ooh, I got work. Then go to the Lord Go to the Holy Spirit. Those are convicting things. It's the Holy Spirit leading you to that. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I needed to do it too. The reason why I'm losing weight is many factors. It's not just I realize I'm a public figure. Slim down, buddy. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't. And it's not healthy, right? It's hard. It's hard to sleep. You know, I got sleep apnea sometimes. I can't, you know, whatever. But then too, like, I want to be around for my children. I want my wife to look at me and say, man, he's a good looking dude, which she does, of course, you know, because I'm stud. (laughs) No matter what weight. But I mean, it just but also too like, am I meditating on the scriptures enough to show my wife that I care enough to watch her six all the time? Am I praying over her, making sure she's covered? You know, is there peace in the house where she can come home and rest? Right. Like that. That's on me, man. That's on me. So like, am I available for her when she needs me to get things done? You know, there's so many things and factors. But so start analyzing yourself and saying, Lord, what do I need to change before you start getting all this divorce stuff? What do I need to change? When you can do that, God, I'm telling you, God will heal the marriage. He has to, because yeah. He's faithful to when you're disciplined.
2: And I, I'd have to <clears throat> dig to find the stats again, but I know it's. I thought an, you said oh, I, oh, I oh. have to dig to find any flaws with me. Yeah, it's <laughs> someday I'll find one. Um, I'm, man, <laughs> That's awesome. The Lord will reveal in time, That's but right awesome. now I just, yeah, man, robed in righteousness. That's
0: right, pretty much the epitome of perfection. Yeah, just uh, God's chosen guys. Yeah. Can't help it. Hey,
2: beautiful. Anywho's. Anyways, I don't even know where I was going. But anyways, (laughs) end it out. Let's let's roll this one out. Let's you you end it. So,
0: (laughs) thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Did you see that? That was like the bow and arrow. He was like putting (laughs) tension on the bow and then, fuck, Thanks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we just we want to thank you so much, guys. We love you. We, we really do. We, we do. are so appreciative. Um, when this airs, of course, one of us, so probably be me. will be on commenting with you just to let you know how much we care. If you need anything, let us know. And do not forget to check out our website, theselfevidenttruth.com. Get the yourself blogs. some merch. Check out the blogs. Become a torchbearer. Help us do what we need to do yeah. and
0: move forward. It's crucial.
2: Yes. So until next time, I'm Mike. You got Massey, we got Easy in the house. All right, guys, you have a great week. We will see you Friday. Love you all.
1: Have a great day.